Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. Now, let's talk. And good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Tracy Morgan in with you. So nice to have you this time of day. Of course, this is our half hour where we get to talk to great professionals in and around Butler County. And they are always issues that affect you. And today, it's your health. And that's pretty important. And actually, not only is it your health, but it's the end of life issues when you're talking about hospice. And so that gets very serious. And there, there's, there are always a lot of questions when it comes to hospice. And I believe, and, and I can have my guests correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's because we hear about it all the time, but we really don't investigate it until it's our turn that we have to wear those shoes. And so we're going to talk about hospice today with the VNA, Lutheran Senior Life, great partnership that's been going on now for quite some time, and we'll do that here in just a moment. First, let me give you all the different ways that you can listen, because of course, if you're listening to us on the radio, we love you for it, all right? But if you have to be mobile today, there is a, an app for your smartphone or your mobile device. You can listen to us that way. There is online streaming at WISR680.com. And then, of course, there is the Alexa-powered device. So if you have an Alexa-powered device, all you have to do is say, Alexa, play WISR680.com or just 680, and that'll come up for you. Now, I say .com because that reminds me to tell you about going back onto the website for the podcast of the day. Now, here we go. Ready? New instructions for you. What you do is you go WISR680.com. You're going to pick... Programs, do I have that right, Pat? And then you just pick Let's Talk. That's all. That's all you have to do. You don't have to go any further than that. I was taking you a couple of extra steps before, but we've changed things a little bit. So when you go Let's Talk, you're going to find this in the listing of Let's Talk programs that have been there. And so you just do then look for VNA Lutheran Senior Life and Hospice, and, and you will find this program in that listing. So again, programs, Let's Talk, and then stop. Well, you got to pick your program. <laughs> you got to pick your program after that. But other than that, you don't have to go any further. All right, so let's get to our guests today. Donna Toth is with us. She's with, of course, VNA Lutheran Senior Life. She's a hospice RN. And then Jeanette Hensler is with us. She's the manager of hospice and palliative care with VNA Lutheran Senior Life. Ladies, welcome. Nice to see you both. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Now, Donna, I'm going to start with you. Uh, we usually talk to Jeanette quite often, so I'm going to talk to you since you're our newest guest, if you will. Uh, but you do have a serious topic at hand, and, and we always do like to dive into this because I think it is very complicated. But what draws you to this kind of field? Why do you like this kind of work? Uh, I like helping the families at a time like this. It's um, about helping them through this journey and giving them the tools to keep their loved one at home. Um, people will ask me what I get out of it. It's not what I get out of it. It's what I can give to the families. Um, that is a big factor. The patients like to stay in their own home when it comes to the end of life. And so, Jeanette, I will ask you the same. I know sure. we've talked to you many times, but what draws you to this line of work? Well, I mean, honestly, when I first started with the VNA, I was the volunteer coordinator, and I didn't even know what hospice meant. Mm -hmm. um, and once I started working, I realized how much our staff and the hospice staff and the VNA all together does for our families in our communities. Um, hospice is there to help families through a really hard time, and we have a lot of things that can support our families, and it's just something now that's I, it's in my heart, and I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Um, so 
I'm glad, you know, in my line of work, I'm able to give back. And not many people can say that. And, and uh, you know, we're nonprofit, and we can give back to the communities that we serve. And that's one thing that all of my staff does. And they're the kindest. They go out of their way for these families. Um, I can't even say, I can't say enough about what the staff does for our communities. Donna, correct me if I'm wrong, but a moment ago I said we seem to be individuals who hear about hospice, don't really learn about it until it's our turn or a family member's turn. Do you find that to be true quite a bit? Yes. And Not that that's bad. It's just, you know, that's just kind of how we work in life. Right. And a lot of our families that have a loved one that's going, they have a chronic illness mm-hmm. and they get to the point where no matter what they do, um, their quality of life is just going down. And when we're in there and see that, and we have a talk with them regarding like, um, do you want to keep going to the hospital or do you, do you want to spend your good days going going out? Do you want to go shopping, out to dinner? And once we sit and have that discussion with the patient and family, and when the patient says, yeah, I want to enjoy what time I have left, it's a whole new ball game then. Uh, they all seem to get on board and we're there to support the patient so the family knows that that is what their loved one's goal is. They're, they're done going. They want to spend their good days doing fun stuff and not being at the hospital, being tested, and, you know, they just want to enjoy what time they have left. So when you're describing that, that's a different scenario in my head than what I'm thinking of because hospice, I'm thinking of that emergency moment. You have to make the decision, and I, I know that's included in hospice, but what you're describing seems to be a different scenario. Is it or is it not? It is. We like to, for example, cancer patients. Mm-hmm. Um, if they know the cancer is a progressive one, if they forego treatment, we can get them in there sooner while they still have um, good times, healthy days left where they're not suffering, and we can get them out. We can help them reach different goals. We ask the patients, what's a goal we can help you? And for example, if it's somebody that has breathing issues, well, I'd like to go to the casino again. We can actually help them get portable oxygen medications and get them there to have a good day you know, pain-free, be able to breathe, um, just to enjoy their time out with their family. So, Jeanette, I'm going to turn to you for a second. How do you walk people through this journey? Because, again, the different scenarios that are there, everyone's coming into hospice at a different point. Correct. So it it depends on what point. So we have um, VNA's hospice program also does palliative care, which is somebody that is probably going through cancer treatments or taking chemo radiation, but also has a um, chronic illness like CHF, um, which is chronic um, with a heart disease, I have to, Mm -hmm. or or end stage COPD. Um, And they decide they're going in and out of the hospital. And every time they come out, medications don't change. you know, they're just kind of doing the same things. We start having those conversations early because the more we can have this conversation, educate the family, this is what your benefit, this is what your insurance will give you this benefit. It's the hospice benefit. Um, And this is what we can offer you. So the the sooner we can get them in, we can, like uh, Donna said, we can help them achieve those goals. But with 
a lot a lot of times we're getting patients coming straight from the hospital to home and they live five to seven days so we're going in and our goal is really comfort care at this point we're going in supporting the family getting all that stuff that hospice can give you but it's in a shorter amount of time and we still give it it's just all at once um, but that's kind of how we're working through those times right now. That's where we're at in healthcare. It's very, it's treat to a certain point, and then if they do go hospice, sometimes they do pass away in the hospital, or we can take them to their home and help them have um, pass away at home. And I want to get more into that scenario in just a moment, but let me back up to the first scenario that Donna you were mentioning if they're coming into this before those final few days, you know, there's a bit of a journey left to be able to to live life. Because I am wondering, and it's the same question when you hit both stages of hospice, what am I looking for? Like, when do I know that I need to call the doctor that, that this is, um, that we need to take the next step in hospice? So we'll start with that scenario first, then we'll get into when you do have just a final few days. Okay, one thing that is nice the way our nurses are set up, we do the palliative care, and then and hospice palliative care our patients are still going through treatments let's use cancer for example um, so they're going through treatments we go in say weekly they have ports we do port care and get their labs what's nice about seeing them at this stage if they're first diagnosed when we get in there um, maybe six weeks after six weeks of chemo you're seeing them they can't they're not tolerating the chemo maybe it's already a stage three or stage four cancer progressive maybe it's metastasized already we kind of have that hard conversation then it's like you don't have to do this and you know they may say well I'm gonna die if I don't well and I know this sounds harsh but in general words we say well the end results gonna be the same but would you like to enjoy your days the chemo is making you so sick at this point you have no quality so we're all about quality of life versus quantity and sometimes, you know, when the family's all sitting around and like a light bulb goes off and they're like, you're right, why do I want to go to chemo every Monday when I could stay at home and feel better on those days? So that's how, then palliative care, then that's when we transition them into hospice because we're kind of having that talk for most of us weeks before and then they still have we're not in the crisis mode. We get the comfort kit in there. We get them set up with the tools and the education. They know what to look for. They know what, you know, the caretakers will be like, okay, well, what do I do with this? We set them all up. They have a number they can call 24-7. We go out 24-7. It doesn't matter if it's 3 p.m. or 3 a.m. They call and they need us we go. And I'm glad you mentioned that because if you're talking to someone like me, I hear probably about the first couple of sentences and then I go, okay, I'll call you, you know, because it just doesn't all set in. There's a lot of information and it's overwhelming whenever, you know, you're talking. I know you would take more time. It's just my scenario of a lot of people don't digest everything that you're offering. And so it's good to have that 24 hour phone number right. to be able to know that there is somebody to depend on in that moment because I would think that a lot of people in the moment when it comes to a crisis moment or they're wondering if this is it the emotions take over instead of the logic and the information and the education I'm sure the emotions take over at that point right exactly 
So let me ask you about the crisis moment then. What, what is it that they are looking for in that moment? When do they know that it's time to call or they can call that number anyway if they have any questions, but still, when do they know that this has changed? Typically, the appetite, you know, they'll call in mom or dad, they haven't eaten for three days, I can't get them to drink. Um, they were walking five days ago, now I can't get them to sit up. Um, a lot of it is the physical decline they see. And then, of course, as the body tries to shut down, then you have the, you know, your organs are trying to shut down. So then when we get in there, usually by that point, we get a hospital bed. We order the equipment. You know, our DME is fantastic. Usually within the same day, mm-hmm. they get they can get a hospital bed. A, for in the home? For in the home. Okay, okay. Yeah, we whatever the nurse calls in to report, um, the DME company can come out and set up a hospital bed, oxygen, whatever we need. Um, we can even get comfort meds. We have emergency kits we can pick up and get them started. But there again, it's like you're kind of, the nurse is kind of rushing to get the patient comfortable, and then you kind of step back, and then you do the teaching after. The focus, the first priority is the patient and their comfort. If they change their mind, if the family changes their mind and they would like to go to the hospital at that point, is that an option? Yes, okay. you can. Okay, so you yep. can get them to the hospital. You and... can revoke and go to the hospital. Okay. So then let's go back to your scenario, emergency situation, you're setting them up and and everything is taken care of. Now you're educating a family. What are usually those questions that come up to you that a family needs to know? Because if they're in this stage of the journey of life, then it's now changed again for them. So what do they need to know? What do they usually question you about? Well, usually the first question is, how long do they have? Mm. And we don't we don't have that answer. There's only one person that does. Um, we can guesstimate, like, what we're seeing. You know, typically the answer may be hours to days. We can't – none of us have that magic ball. Um, the other thing is in the comfort kit, the medication comes in. There's two of the meds that come in liquid form. So you pull out the syringe. We always get the comfort kit set up. And as soon as they see that syringe, they're like, I can't give shots, I can't give shots. Well, it's not a shot. You just pull it up and you put it under their tongue or if they can still swallow, you just like push it into their mouth. And so that is a relief there. Um, Let me ask you this question, going back to is it time, is is this it? And I'll ask you both this if you want to throw in your opinion. And Don, I'll start with you because I'm wondering, since you do this day in and day out, are there things you typically see that you would be able to close in the range to say, you know, he's not he or she is not passing away tomorrow versus, yeah, you only have six hours or 12 hours left or, or within the day. Um, and I say that because, I, I, you know, we all have family members. Some of us have gone through this where you get the phone call and you want to make sure that you get there on time. How is it that um, nurses and professionals like you understand this is it? Like you need to get to the hospital now. Uh, we look for. Well, you don't want to go to the hospital. Oh, I'm sorry, right? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. You want to go to the home? We <laughs> will come out and we will give us a call. Thank you we for that correction. That. I appreciate that. We tell you go to the hospital. You're not in the right place in this scenario. Okay. We, we tell our patients we are your new 911. Okay. 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 That's how we write it all over the folder. Um, we look for things as like their. Um, are they pretty much unresponsive? We look for the breathing. The breathing is a big thing. Um, maybe they're having apnea, which means they're stopping in between their breaths. Um, you know, maybe they're only breathing 
six times a minute, and there's apnea in between. We look for modeling of the skin. You know, the heart's not perfusing, and the your, your lower extremities, they start getting purple and changing colors. Feet and hands get cold. Those are things that we look for. Okay. Um, and they'll say, well, you know, mom or dad or sister hasn't eaten for days. Well, we've had patients... Some patients can go a long time. Yes. I mean, I'm without talking like eating. maybe 10 days without eating or yes. drinking, and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they hang on. And at that point, I'll say, is there someone that needs to come see them? Um, are they holding on to hear somebody's voice? What right. can we do? We've had um, patients where maybe their loved one is in a different state. We'll have them call, put the phone up to the patient's ear, talk to them, things like that. Because, I mean, who knows, but sometimes that's what it makes the family feel better and um, and maybe that is what the patient's waiting for um there are you know that's the mysterious part of this you know the end of life of where whatever what happens and where people go or you know even what they're seeing you know i was around my mother-in-law who's no longer with us and and what she was seeing it was just curious you know are you seeing certain things are you not seeing certain things and and it's interesting she would only respond to her nurse that was caring for her. She wasn't responding to us anymore, but she would talk to her nurse. So it's interesting on, on how that, that goes by. And I'm sure you have a lot of people who give you theories <laughs> of what happens, right. you know, because I'm sure people have been around enough and they talk to each other. But really, you don't know in the, in the end moments, do you? No, you don't. And, but I've seen it so many times. Like, it is, it is kind of scary. Like, years ago, I'd have thought, oh, no. But now, over the years, you see the, the same thing happening right, right. Mm-hmm. and it's like you know they see loved ones that have passed already it's you know okay this can't be they didn't know the other person that went through it and it's like this must really be it, it actually happens it's interesting it is, mm-hmm. one other thing that that i've heard of seen don't know if it's true so i'll ask you both your opinion is this um i, I don't want to even say a week before but again it's just generalized in conversation about a week before an individual may get um, a spurt of energy or may be more talkative or yes. be a little different than what you expected them to be and then in the following days you end up seeing them pass away do you see that often or do you see that at all we see it. It's not often, but we do see it, um, where they're up talking one day, and the next day, you know, they're sleeping the more. The decline is happening, yes. 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 It's just interesting. VNA Lutheran Senior Life, great partnership there. Donna Toth is with us. She's an RN. Jeanette Hensler is the manager of hospice and palliative care. Talking about hospice and the services, and Jeanette, how do we get a hold of VNA Lutheran Senior Life if we would like your services? Sure. Our number is 724-282-6806. And anybody out there, if you're having questions of what's going on with your loved one, we do have a community resource center that you can call in. Um, and ask, we'll help you get the information that you need or get you to somebody that you may need to talk to. Um, we have social workers that can um, talk to anybody. Um, they're available if you're calling in and have questions or a nurse. A- um, any questions that you may need, what's available in our communities. So um, they can just dial that number. Don, I'm going to ask you another question since you're the nurse out there and you're dealing with the individuals and family members. And I ask this seriously. I, I know I try to bring levity into some of these serious conversations, but this is actually a serious question because a lot of individuals 
will complain and complain and complain most of their lives. Then they get to a point where they may need hospice or they may, may, may need medications. But the family members are so used to hearing complaints that they're not sure. Are they hurting? Are they not hurting? You know, is this still just another complaining moment from my loved one? Or do we actually need to take action? How do you help families through that, that moment or, or that time? Hmm. That's a tricky one. Because I've heard that from <laughs> other people, too, where, where they think, you know, my mom or dad or whomever is, is often complaining about things. So when it comes down to, well, my back is hurting or my leg is hurting or my arm is hurting, we're not quite sure. Do we take the step? Do we not take the step? Well, I, because uh, with hospice, you have to meet the criteria. Mm-hmm. So we'd have to uh, get some medical records, review some stuff, um, and then we do a thing called a caring decision. And we can go out, the social worker and the nurse can go, or just, you know, one of us alone, do a caring decision and see if that person meets the criteria. You know, we just can't put anybody in hospice off the street. Um, CMS each. is who we, is our government, who we kind of, okay, you yeah. govern by, you have yeah. to yeah. follow the rules. We have to I follow the yes. rules, yes. and for um, hospice, we do have criteria that we have to meet in order to put somebody in hospice. Um, so that is something we have to do, but that's a conversation we would have with the doctor, with the family, and the family and the patient if all together. Um, if the patient can no longer make decisions, we would have the family come in. Um, but if it's the patient, we go in and have them, and if they want their fa- other family members, we can bring them into the caring decisions. Um, and it's just a conversation of what we have to offer and what are your goals. Um, just because we come in and have that conversation doesn't mean you need to, you know, sign into VNA right then. It's just really educating. And that's what people, um, they, they're missing a lot of education out there about hospice, palliative care, what is offered to them and what, and it's through their insurance that they're paying for. So do you find that we don't educate ourselves because it's an overwhelming conversation or that it makes us face our own mortality, if you will? Or yes to both? Yes to both. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if I if I didn't take this job, I'm not a nurse. Um, I probably wouldn't know what really hospice is either. But eventually that's something I'm going to have to learn because I have older parents and um, that there might be a time where I have to make that decision. And how do I get the education about that? Are, you know, it depends on... Um, the medical field and who you're dealing with if they're going to have those conversations with you. Some doctors do, some doctors don't. So, Jeanette, let me ask you about family members, or not Jeanette, I'm sorry, I'm looking at Donna and (laughs) I'm saying Jeanette, thank you, Jeanette. But but Donna, (laughs) let me ask you about family members. How do you help family members or VNA Lutheran Senior Life, how do they help family members, the caretakers of the loved ones? Well, we have, um, if they're in hospice, we offer a home health aide that can come in. They can, they usually come in two to three times a week, and they can take care of like bathing the per, the patient, which gives them a break. We also have volunteers that can go in. Um, they call ahead to the volunteer coordinator, and they can set up times. They have an appointment, and they're volunteers. They don't get paid, so um, we have to check. We respect their schedules because they're doing us a favor by going in and sitting with them. Um, what is it now? Three or four hour time slots Mm -hmm. that they go in um they also have um is it the 
some groups a or, group yeah support group support support groups that okay. they can go um get help information and right. just talk about right. what they're going through because how important are breaks very really important. important so if you're in hospice also the one thing that um a family can do is have somebody go in for respite which is at one of a, a facility that we're contracted with like a nursing home so that patient can go in for five days so the family can get a little bit of a break or maybe they want to go on vacation and um they the family can put them in a facility that we go in and we still see that patient when they're in the facility. Um, so that is very important for families because it, it, it's a lot. You're a 24 hour caregiver. We're there to help, but we don't go in for 24, you know, we're not there Mm -hmm. all day. Um, but we do have our social workers can go in and help you with what's out there in the community that might be able to help you also, whatever, you know, we're helping you with these things, there might be sometimes you need more help. How can we help you with that? And that's what our social workers are for, to help them get those community um, resources that are out there available. Because, again, people don't know what's available to them, um, but our social workers can work through that for them. And we keep saying that you go into the home, you, you go into their residence, but can a residence be somewhere else than a home? I mean, where else can you come into play in this journey? We go into nursing homes. We go into personal care homes, assisted living homes, anywhere, wherever they call home. And that can be sometimes uh, a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's been some crazy places with <laughs> where we've right. gone into. But if that's what they need, that's what, that's what we're here for. We only have a couple minutes left with you, actually, just about three or four. And, and Donna, being the RN, it's I applaud you for what you do. Jeanette, I also applaud you because it's a, it's a very difficult conversation to have, um, and it's a very difficult thing to be able to, um, to manage whenever you're going through. So I just want to get your final thoughts, and, and I also want to make sure that we've covered everything that you want to make sure that we're left with. But any other points that you want to leave us with? about hospice, hospice care, VNA, or just your final thoughts on our conversation that we've had today? I have found a lot of times when we get in there, the person or the patient with the illness or whatever Mm -hmm. their terminal diagnosis, they have known all along that their time is limited, but they're afraid to have the conversation with their children. And when we get in there and we start having that conversation, it's like you can see the weight lifted off of their shoulders because now we've opened the conversation up and we're kind of there as a, not a referee. I'll but call you the mediator. The mediator. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then the conversation just goes like wildfire and it's like, wow, okay. I'm, they start to get it. Mm-hmm. And Because families aren't the easiest to deal with. I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> just, you know, we'll just put it that way, right? You know, families are just not the easiest to have a conversation with right. family members. But when you're the mediator, when you're the person that's the outsider coming in, it sometimes can make it easier to talk to each other. Right. Yeah. What's your phone number again? <laughs> <laughs> Jeanette, your, your final thoughts too on today. Um, just if you have any questions out there, please call the VNA. We do. Um, we're just not hospice and palliative care. We also have a home care. Um, we have tons of different things that are out there for our communities, and we're in Butler, Armstrong, Westmoreland, Mercer, Lawrence, um, a little bit of Allegheny County. So we're all over that we can um, – and our nurses are in the communities that 
we serve. They're not from a different, like from Pittsburgh coming up, they're in your communities and we're here to support you and your families. So give us a call at 724-282-6806. Any questions, um, we'll, we'll be able to help you. Absolutely. And uh, give us that phone number on the website one more sure. time. Yeah. 724-282-6806. And our website is www.lutheranseniorlife.org. So if we have a question, just call. Yes, definitely call. Absolutely. Jeanette Hensler, uh, the manager of hospice and palliative care with VNA Lutheran Senior Life, Donna Toth, uh, hospice RNA, RN. Thank you so much for being here today, Donna. I appreciate it. Thank you for and having Jeanette, me. We'll see you real soon. All right. All thank right. you. And folks, thank you very much for joining us for this conversation. Again, if you would like to listen to this program in its entirety, you can do that on our website. So what you do is you go to WISR680.com. You pick programs. And then just let's talk. That's it. And you'll see this in the lineup of, of those podcasts that we have online. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk. The information and opinions shared on this program are solely those of our guests and do not necessarily represent those of WISR, the Butler County Radio Network, or its staff and employees.